Russia is using grain problem to manipulate global audiences. You're listening to the podcast Explaining Ukraine. Explaining Ukraine is a podcast by Ukraine World, a website in English about Ukraine. My name is Vladimir Yermolenko. I'm Ukrainian philosopher and chief editor of Ukraine World. My guest is Alena Hryshko, analyst at Ukraine World, who is analyzing the Russian disinformation, Russian propaganda for our website. Ukraine World is brought to you by Internews Ukraine, one of the biggest Ukrainian media NGOs. Uh, before we start, let me remind you that you can support us on patreon.com slash Ukraine World. You can also support our volunteer trips to the front line at PayPal, ukraine.resisting.gmail.com. Today is our serious propaganda diary, and we are discussing in this episode how, what is this buzz, what is this information context in which Russia is trying to promote its agenda on the question of Black Sea Initiative and Black Sea Grain Deal, uh, on the issue of Ukrainian exports of grain and other foodstuff to many countries uh, of the world, and how Russia is actually trying to block it. So, Alona, um, hello and thanks so much for joining this episode. Hi, Volodya. Thanks for inviting. So, uh, let us let us discuss the, the context, what this Black Sea Grain Initiative is about. Let me remind you that uh, uh, actually when Russian, Russia started its full-scale invasion of Ukraine, uh, it, uh, it very much damaged uh, the Ukrainian access to the Black Sea. Ukraine has a big Black Sea coast, uh, and of course it was quite limited already since 2014 when Russia annexed Crimea, and then um, after the its full-scale invasion February and March um, 2022, uh, Russia was attacking Ukrainian ports and blocking Odessa port. There are three ports in Odessa which... Uh, which actually taking care of the much of the exportation of, of Ukrainian products, uh, primarily foodstuff products, and the important port of Mariupol, which is totally destroyed by the Russian army. The city is now occupied. Uh, Russians also uh, blocked uh, the city of uh, Mykolaiv and uh, were shelling the city for many, many months. Uh, over the half of the year, more than the half of the year. So this, of course, created problems. And uh, at, at a certain point, Ukraine was not able to export its foodstuff globally. And uh, about 400 million people in the world depend on this or that respect on the Ukrainian food, on the Ukrainian grain. And therefore, it was important, uh, it was of key importance to ensure these this experts uh, in a situation, of course, when Russia can uh, shoot at vessels or block them from taking the the routes through through Bosphorus uh, and Dardanelles, uh, and and then to the uh, Mediterranean Sea and then to the global oceans. Uh, but what is the situation right now? Uh, what is at stake? Uh, can you explain, Alona? Definitely. It's quite an important question to be discussed today because uh, the Black Sea Grain Initiative creates so-called maritime humanitarian corridor for vessels that live in Ukrainian ports. And this was signed in July 2022. And right now there is a question whether it's going to be prolonged and how long it's going to take this agreement to work anymore. And today 
uh, Russia like using this uh, topic for as a kind of uh, blackmailing regarding the continuation of this grain agreement and the necessary to point it out that um, take into account that uh, the last uh, statistics on um, the United Nations World Food Program uh, according to um, these numbers um, United Nations World Food Program has charted 16 humanitarian shipments out of Ukraine to countries like Ethiopia, Yemen, Afghanistan, and Somalia. So we are talking about uh, the countries which are much needed Ukrainian food products. And this is quite important that there would be a high level of security for transporting this kind uh, of uh, vessels. So if we are talking about the Russian, uh, they are using this kind of blackmailing and accusing the other parts of this agreement. Let's remember the period uh, when this was the first time question for prolonging this agreement. It was October 2022, when uh, uh, Russia uh, said that there the movement of ships is going to be unacceptable via this corridor already agreed and uh, there was a high level of risk that this green deal will be stopped would be stopped that period yeah so Ru this... russia was actually saying to explain right that uh, ukraine it, it, it cannot guarantee whether through this corridor what is actually going to the ukrainian uh, ports where the ukraine is actually importing arms and and whether he's preparing you know its military operation against russia all this you know disinformation therefore uh, it, it it was trying to to weaken the, this deal uh, as much as as possible why to get some you know positive things for itself and uh, therefore it, it was trying to blackmail uh the uh, the whole the whole international community let, let us remind that one of the sides of the grain deal is actually united nations um so uh, to 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 say that look th this is this is not uh, this is not uh, foodstuff this is something else um what else it is also important to to understand uh, uh, how, for example, Russia Russia sees the um, uh, the the conditions under which the uh, th this grain deal uh, grain deal will will be prolonged, and it it tries to get some you know benefits for itself, including the uh, the um, uh, liberating of its own exports, both food and not food, and uh, as well as, um, as lifting sanctions. What can you say about this? Yeah, there is also uh, several statements regarding this, and the newest one was related to the Russian Ministry of Foreign Affairs when they uh, when they told that uh, Russia is ready to participate for and vote for continuation of grain um, deal grain initiative but only for 60 days because as they said um some barriers remains and as you mentioned they were talking about the exporters russian export uh, mainly about the agri agriculture and the sanctioned withdrawals for food and fertilizers uh from russian federation this uh, was um, sat in Geneva um, on March 13, just before the um, possibility for prolonging this initiative. 
And to be honest, Russia's position, as they declared, depend on the real progress uh, on some um, benefits for Russian Federation, meaning some bank payments, transport logistics, probably insurance. And of course, of course, we are talking about the um, ammonia supply through Telyati Odessa pipeline. This is a kind of the blackmailing that Russia used as the condition for prolonging their uh, grain initiative. Yeah, so Russia is keen to get its ammonia to the global markets uh, and to use also the Odessa port for ensuring its own exports. What was the reaction of Ukraine? What was the reaction of President Zelensky on this? Yes, definitely. This kind of the blackmailing is not working anymore, to be honest. Anyway, um, if we are talking about the possibility of uh, using like this a condition uh, from Russian Federation and accepting this position from them, it's not really working in uh, our way. This was not the first time when Russian Federation suggested some such way of uh, negotiation during the negotiation about the grain initiative and let's remember uh, like uh, September uh, previous year 2022 when there also was the suggestion from a Russian representative that they are going to use our Odessa port uh, to receive um, ammonia from Russian companies uh, and this, honestly, before the full-scale invasion, this was a kind of the transport on our territory. But since the beginning of the full-scale invasion, the transporting has been stopped. And that's okay. And it's really uh, logic in this way. But uh, our president, I mean, President of Ukraine, Vladimir Zelensky, he definitely said that uh, there is possible to... Um, turn back to this question, I mean, the supply of ammonia from the Russian Federation to our territory, but only in exchange for Ukrainian prisoners of the war that are in Russia right now. And this was uh, his condition in September previous year, so probably um, since that period might something has been changed uh, regarding the um, Talyati Odessa pipeline, but uh, there is also um, from Russian Federation, there there was several statements according to which uh, they are, to be honest, they are trying to discredit this suggestion, like comparing uh, um, um, human's life and um, some so-called export, which are not really important, but how they are how, how really dare your president to do like this? Or, and this was the statement from Dmitry Peskov, the spokesman for Russian president. And it's important to also to locate it in the context because uh, Russians are trying to say that, okay, this is the, 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 the Ukraine is guilty for not exporting food and therefore uh, people who need this food, especially in uh, in, in, in countries which, which really need Ukrainian exports, uh, like African countries or Asian countries, where uh, a big amount of Ukrainian exports actually go, uh, this, is, this is Ukraine to blame. And for example, Ukraine doesn't also want to uh, ensure these exports of ammonia. Ammonia is used in fertilizers. Fertilizers are also needed to... Uh, to enhance the agriculture in, in many different parts of the world. Uh, 
But it all covers, it all kind of masks the key reason for that. The key cause of what is happening is the Russian invasion, is the fact that Russia tries to control the whole of the Black Sea, including the international waters. It is uh, trying to limit as possible, uh, it was actually trying to limit to zero Ukrainian shipment movements in uh, in the Black Sea. And this is the primary cause. Russia is trying to reverse it, reverse the situation, put things on, on, on their heads, but we should understand that this is the primary primary goal. Let us, uh, let us discuss um, what Russia is actually saying about, um, about the geography of the Ukrainian uh, grain experts, because there is a, a disinformation, a clear disinformation from Russian President Putin that uh, only 3% of the grain which Ukraine exports, including through the sports, is, go, is going to Africa. And the most of the products are sent to well-fed countries. What what can you say about these statements and how Ukraine reacted to them? Uh, this is like the last statement on March 20th and uh, this year. And to be honest, um, Russia always tried to criticize the implementation of Green Deal. And um, they are trying to use the exactly including the volume of the grain supplies to poorer countries as the way to show that the conditions is unacceptable ukraine can't provide what they promised and uh, let's be honest this is one of the narratives that russia is going to spread like worldwide ukraine is not ready for this kind of transporting and uh, in if we are talking about the uh, Ukraine as the um, part of this agreement, that Ukraine is not uh, reliable in as as the participant of this agreement, and uh, if we are talking about the numbers that has been provided, uh, this means exactly that uh, Russia. As they said, Russia's president, he told that they are going to insist on the full implementation of the grain deal, meaning the African countries uh, who are like uh, less receive the um, provided grain, despite the fact. So they are talking about the fact that uh, this uh, initiative is not more humanitarian help for uh, the third countries, but exactly like uh, the possibility for providing business uh, for the well-fed countries. And there was interesting the response from the Ministry of Foreign Affairs of Ukraine. Um, just uh, they provided the exact numbers about the amount of the grain that has been uh, transported during using this grain corridor. and. If we are talking about the uh, correct numbers, it's necessary to mention Oleg Nikolenko, who is the spokesman of the Minister of Foreign Affairs of Ukraine. Uh, and he wrote on his Facebook page uh, the uh, truth about uh, the real numbers. Um, let's mention the statistics on great uh, shipment to 45 countries of the world. Uh, this was like the numbers of August um, 
2022. And it means that uh, Africa, according to these numbers, received almost 3 million tons, which means uh, 11 and 6%. Asia received a little bit more than uh, 12 million tons, so means almost uh, half uh, of uh, half percent. And Europe, um, a little bit more than 10 million tons, so it's 40.2%. Uh, this is the exactly numbers received from the official representatives from Ukraine. And if we are talking about one of the narratives that Russia uses, uh, like Africa is not receiving enough grain during this um, initi grain initiative, let's just remember it's 3 million tons, so 11 and 6%. But Let's remember the fact that uh, Europe is sent uh, also humanitarian uh, aid, um, I mean this grain, like re-exporting to Africa and Asia. So it means that the real numbers of the export to African continent even higher than this uh, 11 and 6%. Yeah, we, ha we have to remember that Ukraine has an association and free trade agreement with, uh, with the European Union. And... Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, this explains why a big number, 40% of the Ukrainian uh, grain exports are, are going to actually to, to the European Union, 10 million tons. And uh, as Nikolenko says, uh, from the European Union, this grain can be re-exported to and is, re is being re-exported to, uh, for example, to African or Asian countries. But we can also assume that uh, foodstuff produced in Europe uh, can also go go to the, with the Ukrainian grain can go also to these countries, but it's important to know that the first place is taken by Asia, right? Forty eight percent of the Ukrainian exports, over twelve a million tons, uh, are is actually going to Asian countries, um, and uh, three million tons, eleven percent uh, going to Africa. So if we combine Asia and Africa, it will obviously overnumber, outnumber European countries. And this is what uh, Nikolenko was saying. So uh, Putin's statement that only three percent of these grain, Ukrainian grain exports, are going to African countries, and the rest is going to welfare countries, is simply not true. At, uh, at least according to the Ukrainian statistics. Okay, so let's summarize, let's wrap up uh, what is the situation right now, whether you whether the deal is prolonged, because we are really sitting on this time bomb. Every uh, certain number of months there is a new negotiation, new, new talks, and Russia tries to get benefits for itself. Uh, in order and 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 threatens with blocking the the grain deal, but at the same time we should understand that well, what 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 can it do? What can it do to block it? Will it you know shell the the, the civilian ships with grain? We hope not, but at least it can it, it can block it can block inspections over them because Russia has a right to inspect the Ukrainian ships, um, and therefore these ships can just stand in line uh, waiting for these inspections and there is also a question for long-term contracts of course there is lots of lots of details about that but uh, let's summarize what we have now about the prolongation there was like the discussion about how long it's going to be prolonged for how 
loan is going to work. And the Ukrainian side um, suggests that would be like a useful idea uh, if it would be uh, prolonged for uh, one 120 days. I think this is good way as it shows its effectiveness during the first time. And um, on March 18, uh, there was a confirmation from um, Ukrainian side, Ukraine's Minister of Infrastructure, that the deal has been prolonged for 120 days. And uh, it seems everything is okay. So we are continuing to work under the Grain Initiative. But Russia's Foreign Ministry spokesman Maria Zakharova, uh, she reiterated that uh, Russia agreed only for 60 days prolongation. And nowadays, we, to be honest, don't know exactly how uh, long this initiative is going to work anymore, because for Russia, this is one of the two. So food is the, uh, this grain initiative is a kind of weapon that can be used for blackmailing the world. And uh, after the statements from Zakharova, I think we might uh, thought that this is more a geopolitical kind of blackmailing on the international uh, level. To be honest, the United Nations just welcome the extension of the deal without specifying its lands. So we are waiting for the duration, how it's going to work for the next, I don't know, two months, probably three months. Okay, so let's follow. This is, of course, the global issue, and it shows how the Russian invasion of Ukraine actually has a global impact. Let me remind that 400 million people in this or that respect rely upon Ukrainian foodstuff. Ukraine is exporting its food to majority of the countries of the world. It is the brain basket not on only of Europe but of the whole world. As we can see, the majority of food experts go to actually to Asia. And Russia, of course, tries to use it first to get the benefits for itself to lift sanctions or to ensure the experts of its own foodstuff or of fertilizers. And secondly, of course, to blame Ukraine and blame the West for all the situation and to say that this is because of Ukraine that uh, poorer countries do not get food, which is of course a lie, which is a big lie and a big propaganda because it's because Russia attacked Ukraine and invaded Ukraine that we have such global problems. Uh, thank you, Alona. This was a podcast explaining Ukraine and our serious propaganda diary. Uh, explaining Ukraine is a podcast by Ukraine World, a website in English about Ukraine. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and don't forget to support us on patreon.com slash Ukraine World. You can also support our volunteer trips to the frontline areas at PayPal, ukraine.resistinggmail.com. Uh, Ukraine World is brought to you by Internews Ukraine, one of the largest Ukrainian media NGOs. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for sup your support. Stay with us and stand with Ukraine. <laughs>